As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable, the most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why Welcome to the Athletic Boston Celtics Podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan, and I'm joined by the birthday boy, the kid, the god, the legend, El Nino himself, Celtics beat reporter from the Athletic. Jay King, ladies and gentlemen. And I think the biggest news in the kind of the world of the Celtics, the thing that's most important about talk about in talk about in, you know, I talk good. I do this. Talk about it. I do this professionally. Uh, Jay King, it was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. What'd you do? Thank you. I went to Newport with my wife. Well, it sounds it lovely. Beautiful thing. It's where we got engaged. So it's special to us. And uh, we went to 41 North for a lovely dinner. It was fantastic. Well, I'm happy for you. That sounds uh that sounds Thank splendid. You. Um really uh, 36 is old though. It is old. Um not that like old. Like 35 didn't feel old to me, but 36 is it rounds up to 40. Maybe I it's guess... just cuz you're in terrible shape that you feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I would still whip your ass in basketball or any other sport if you're choosing. Dude, I'll kill you in wiffle ball. Bowling, I got no you. No chance. Darts. Maybe bowling's not a sport. Me. Darts, also not a sport. Um, But wiffle ball is. Okay. It's on. Wiffle ball's a sport, yeah. Since we last talked, the big news. Let's Where Where do you want to start, Jay? There's the, uh, the schedule release or... Bringing some guys in for a workout—it's your choice. We got to start. Boy. We got to start with the workouts. The workouts is the fun stuff. Nobody gives a shit about the schedule, honestly. That's fair, but we don't have a lot else to talk about. But you're the news journalist here. Tell us, tell us who the Celtics have brought in to work out to possibly get that final roster spot. Lamar Stevens, heard of T.J. Warren, also heard of him. Lewis King, according to Mike Scotto, the first two were according to Sham Sharania, the legend. I, I have not heard of Lewis King. How do we know it's not Louis King? He's my cousin. 
He's my cousin. Um, is he good? Uh, he I, played I, I, at Oregon. Never heard of uh, played at Oregon. He was he averaged twenty points per game in the NBA last season. And how many games? One game. Yeah, so that's a good game from Louis. A single game. <laughs> so there's that. He's six seven. So good size on on the man. So they're trying to add to the wing depth. It would it would appear. Um, just- yeah, they de- they definitely want a forward. That's where they've decided that they could use a little more help. Obviously, if the if their bigs are all healthy, like front court's fine. Even if they're moderately healthy, front court's fine. Because not only do you have Porzingis, Horford, Robert Williams, but you also have Luke Cornett, who's totally worthy of minutes. He can play in an NBA game, and you're going to be fine with Luke Cornett. At point guard, they feel totally comfortable with Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, and Peyton Pritchard. It's just out the wing. like They have two guys other than... Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, that's it. You could probably throw Derek White into that mix because he doesn't always have to play point guard. But, like, it's just Sam Hauser and O'Shea Brissett because I don't think Jordan Walsh, is, as good as he was in summer league, he's going to be a young rookie who averaged seven points per game in college last year. I don't think he's going to be a good NBA player right away. Something tells me. But he's going to have so much energy. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. And then Delano Banton, maybe, but he hasn't been a good NBA player during his short career. He's more of a prospect type of guy, I think. Maybe he'll prove that wrong. But I think the Celtics' perspective is that they would like someone that they know can handle minutes in a pinch, if necessary, if they want to rest Jason Tatum, if they want to rest Jalen Brown, if they're dealing with some sort of injury. They just want a wing who can play an NBA game. Okay, well, you said there you, before you were talking about how Jordan Walsh wasn't going to be good, but then you moved the standard down to wing who can play uh, an NBA game. Obviously, TJ Warren, Lamar Stevens, I have no idea. I still don't know who Louis King is. But the first two have played in NBA games. In fact, TJ Warren was quite successful in uh, some NBA games in the bubble and some some games after that. Do I, like do you, is there a leader in the clubhouse? Is there a guy you think is the best fit? Are these guys even going to get minutes? Like, are they excited to come in and be what the twelfth man off the bench? Uh, a TJ Warren, I don't know. Like TJ Warren, it's kind of had a weird career where he broke out in the bubble, was just ridiculous. Had a really good season that whole year and then just got hurt and was never heard from for two years, basically. Came back last year with the Suns or the Nets and then the Suns and didn't do anything really of note. Um, so what's what's his mentality at this point of his career? It Would he be okay being behind... O'Shea Brissett and Sam Hauser in the rotation. I don't know that the answer to that question. I'm sure when the Celtics work him out, they'll talk to him, sort of interview him. They might ask these questions. Yeah, that's something that I would be asking. Are you cool with being behind those guys? Because I think whoever comes in will probably be behind those guys. And maybe TJ Warren's not. And maybe TJ Warren's healthier. And maybe he works out as a 
a scorer off the bench and he hits. Um, but I think more likely based on what happened last season, based on what's happened for him health wise the last few years, like he's probably not going to be great. Um, but, but he is a guy that played, <laughs> played and NBA basketball Lamar, last year. Yeah. Lamar Stevens, also a guy was on the Cavaliers was one of the guys I think they tried at wing. And uh, who would you prefer out of those two guys? Stevens or Warren? I mean, Lamar. Yeah, Stevens or Warren. I would would. say, but I, I honestly, it's not an informed opinion. It's just based on vibes only. TJ Warren seems like a guy trying to recapture his, his greatness. He, he's kind of a high volume person where Lamar Stevens, I've never known him to take over a basketball game, but he feels like more like a role player who's, well, probably more willing to accept the pretty much you're just going to be what a, a a bus one boy. Like that's, that's what you're going to do if everything goes to plan. And so, um, I don't know, maybe I'm a Louis King guy. He does average 20 points a game in the NBA. Um, my <laughs> question is, is like, not in the NBA, to... just, just last year in the NBA. Oh, just for one season, he averaged 20 points. Yes. A game. Okay. That's yes. That's fair. Uh, he has more 20 point per game seasons than TJ Warren. Who never quite reached twenty, but nineteen point eight and nineteen point six is pretty close. When did he do that? Was that Indiana? Yeah, that was Indiana, two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, the year he went off in the bubble, and then literally like he got hurt and played four games over the next two seasons. He's just had a weird career, I and I don't like- know if you can trust his body. I don't know where he's at physically at all. Yeah, he's more just a name at this point. My question is like. I get the idea. Like, why not just play Jordan Wall? Like, if you're getting to the point where you need to really rely on either the guy you bring in right now or Jordan Walsh, or just like play the young guys and just like give them minutes. I don't know. This is a very August 23rd uh, discussion we're having about the 12th or 13th. This is the most August 23rd discussion, but these are the discussions to have these days. Just play Um, the kid. Let him, let him make him some mistakes. What if he just, just ruins things for them when he's on the court, which I think is absolutely a hundred percent possible for a second round rookie who averaged seven points per game last year. And and I, I say that while liking him as a prospect. I am super high on Jordan Walsh, probably higher than most reasonable people. I think he's got a chance to be a great defensive player. That said, he's a skinny young teenager who showed very little offensively last season. I'm just trying to think of the context outside of injuries where any of the guys we're talking about are going to get like regular minutes. These feel like the people on the roster who are just not going to play at all, the frequent DNPs. But injuries happen. That's true. But if you get injuries to Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, Lamar Stevens is not saving you. TJ Warren is not saving you. You're kind of screwed. Uh, agreed but like if you have to spread 36 of jason tatum's minutes around because he misses a couple weeks having a like average player could go a long way and i'm not saying i'm not even saying tj warren or lamar stevens would be an average player but they could be and i don't think there's any chance that jordan walsh probably will could even be at his if he just played his best this year he couldn't even get to average 
it's real like most rookie <laughs> even though even the best rookies most of them don't help because you don't know anything about NBA defenses you don't know a lot like you still have so much to learn about the NBA game that even awesome rookies are oftentimes net minuses and major net minuses and so it's nothing against Jordan Walsh I just think and I also think we've talked about minutes a, a million times but for like if if resting Jason Tatum more, if resting Jalen Brown more is an organizational goal, and I think it should be, it's just not going to happen. Then having more than two, six, seven guys behind them, other than them, would be helpful. Also, if we really want to talk about the roster, like Porzingis will probably miss time. He's missed substantial time basically every season of his career, I think. Robert Williams, probably going to miss time. Al Horford is 37. And so if everything is right, those guys will play a lot of double big lineups. But if they're not, then you're going to need somebody to play the four. And right now, who are the fours on their team? Tatum, he can play four, of course. Jalen Brown can play four. But like if those guys, if you do need to play smaller lineups, having wings is helpful. And I think especially as I look at the bench, I think the bench could be very good. It's got the sixth man of the year. It's got either Al Horford or Robert Williams, one of them. That's a great start already. Sam Hauser's one of the best shooters alive. O'Shea Brissett will probably be totally fine. He will give them athleticism, defense, energy, everything like that. He'll be a good role player. But like two of those Two of your guys, Malcolm Brogdon and Peyton Pritchard, aren't great defenders. Like Sam Hauser, not a great defender. Like it, it'd be cool to have another six seven dude who can guard people. Maybe that that means Lamar Stevens. <laughs> can Lamar Stevens? Maybe I just talked myself into Lamar Stevens. Lamar like, Stevens, he's a tough guy. Is that the biggest he, priority? Defense off the bench, or just like some guy who won't get absolutely destroyed? Because I think if you're looking to any of these guys for scoring, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, I mean, and that would be, yeah, I, I agree. You're not going to want to feature whoever you sign in in that spot. Uh, maybe TJ Warren could get featured, though, in like certain bench lineups. Who knows? I don't know. I, and maybe it's a philosophical conversation to have. Like, would you rather have a, a older dude with injury issues who's probably not right physically but who can really put the ball in the basket and who knows how to put the ball in the basket and can be a bucket getter for you? Or would you rather have a younger dude who's tough and plays defense and rebounds and, and but offensively might be a total zero? I go, <laughs> I don't I go, know. I go entirely based on vibes of the guy. Uh, cause he's probably going to be just a bench player. What's he like in the locker room? Is he good uh, joke teller? Is he keeping things positive? Is the energy good? Because at that point, if you're relying on this guy, I don't know. I feel like you probably go uh, defense there other than guy with uh, bad injury history just because that doesn't seem it's going to go well. But I don't know why. If we're talking about defense, why not take uh, one of the, I think was the league leader in blah, uh, charges drawn last year, Blake Griffin. Uh, what's the update on him? He was just on some sort of, 
podcast talking about how great the Celtics was and how much she loves Jason Tatum. Do you expect him to come back? Because he's actually a guy who got some minutes coming off the bench last year, albeit he was kind of the the Geno time, but he he did play in the playoffs. He was a playoff rotation member, Blake Griffin. I don't think it's ruled out, but I also think it's important to remember this time last year, the Celtics front court situation was totally different. 100% different. Robert Williams had just gotten surgery when when Blake Griffin signed, and the Celtics knew that he was going to miss significant time in the regular season. Luke Cornett, they had high hopes for him, but he hadn't really proven that he could handle backup minutes, and he was probably their best guy in that role this season outside of Al Horford, Robert Williams. like He was probably their best big, including Blake Griffin. Um, and like they didn't have Chris Asporzingis, so there's a lot different. Plus, Blake Griffin is a year older; he was already aging. So, but he was good last year. I, I'll I'll give it to him. He was good. He did exactly what they needed him to do all regular season long, which was be able to play whenever they needed him be able to be a good source of energy whenever they didn't need him. And everyone seemed to love him. He seemed to love everybody. He was a really, really good fit last year. So I don't think that's like ruled out or anything, but I also think the way the Celtics are looking at it, what Brad Stevens has said, he said it in summer league, I think, um, said he, he thinks they need another forward. And so I don't know what that means for Blake Griffin. They have two spots available right now. They only have 13 on their roster. So who knows? Could be both. Could be Louis King and Blake Griffin or Lamar Stevens and Blake Griffin. Well, they also have a two-way contract available. So King was, I believe, on a two-way for the 76ers last year. I I am not actually certain how much two-way availability he has left. He has been out of college for a little while now. So who knows? Who he knows? might not even be eligible for a two-way. I'm not really sure. I should know that. Sorry, guys. I love uh, people. Are it just... was my birthday when <laughs> I found out that he was. <laughs> I love the idea that someone's furious right now because you don't know the two-way availability of your cousin, Louis King. Uh, his name might be Lewis. That, I just choosing to call him Louie because I like it more. But yeah, you're right. It's your fault. It is. Sorry, people. It was my birthday. I was doing other things that had nothing to do with Lewis King. So you did not even, you just probably weren't even on Twitter when you got to see highlights of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown going one on zero in the same gym. I mean, that's pretty magical stuff. That's pretty wild to see two guys both be in Los Angeles and do some drills together. I was pretty hyped to see that. What was your reaction, Jay, to seeing the Jays practicing basketball together in the offseason? Wow. What a moment. What a moment. It's just Incredible pretty wild moment. that those two guys could come together. Um, apparently, they hate each other, but, you know, they're putting those hate- <laughs> hatreds aside just to, like, get buckets, and I, like, I respect it. I put it on Twitter just because like I put the video on Twitter just because I knew the reaction to it would would crack me up. 
like people <laughs> people being like oh i thought they hate each other and there was there was a lot of that like yeah like yeah guys they don't hate each other they <laughs> have played together they've been friends i don't think they're like the tightest people ever off the court because they're just different people but they like each other marcus smart was well loved too like <laughs> everything you've ever heard about them was a lie not really you know People really like Kemba Walker too. Do you remember that? Like he was a, a fun locker room guy. Kemba's like the nicest guy in the entire history of the world. Um, more news. I'm just trying to think of, of what I've seen. Peyton Pritchard scored 60 points in some sort of pro am and was holding a championship belt that just looked. I thought it was a funny picture. I didn't know why they're giving out the championship belt to Fast PP, but it was fun to see him and Isaiah Thomas standing next to each other. And for some reason, Pritchard had a belt that was like bigger than his whole torso. I feel like more competitions should have a championship belt as the prize. Like trophies are dumb. Trophies are are useless. But if you get a championship belt and you can just fucking hold the championship belt, that's dope. Doesn't it cheapen though? If more and more things have a championship belt, didn't the I think the home run derby this year had like a, a chain for the winner with like a specific like. I'm not a I'm not a chain guy. I don't I don't want I don't want chain. I well, feel not, like championship it's not for belt, you. It's not for you, Jay. You're not gonna be winning like, anything. This isn't this isn't about what works why, for you. What do you mean I'm not gonna be winning anything? Why what would I not win anything? Are you gonna be winning with your old like, decrepit my men my 30? men's league my men's league should have a championship belt for the, the winner. That, see that, it, that we should be is... able to walk into the gym carrying a fucking championship belt to all of our games the next season. That exact example cheapens the idea of a championship belt because no one cares about you and your men's league and like but the other men's league players will care so i should be able to walk into the gym against another team wearing a fucking championship belt now do you have do you have like have the holding same a championship men's belt. League? you don't really wear championship belts a lot of the time yeah, you, you just, just put hold it on them. your waist like uh, do you have the same men's league team like throughout, like season after season after season? Or I've been on teams? a very similar men's league team for eleven years now. We've added new guys, and so if someone else in the league walked in with a championship belt, would you be pissed off? Would that motivate you to play harder in men's league? No, but it'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it'd be cool. Not. It would not be cool. There's no part it of it be would cool. be cool. I'm I'm just in for the championship belt. Craze. Are you are you one of those men's league guy who takes things like way too seriously and like bitches at the refs? Are you bi- men's league bitch at the ref guy? No, I'm not. I used to give refs a hard time sometimes, but I think it's I'm one thing the... to do it in college. It's another thing to do it in the rec league game where a guy is just making my my men's hour. league, which I've been in for eleven years. They they start up new sessions, so it's like. I think four sessions a year, and it's like three-month session. This session got canceled because some teams were two big scumbags to the ref. Oh, wow. That's And they tough. didn't just kick out the teams or the kid. The guy, <laughs> they just canceled the whole thing? Canceled the whole fucking thing. I've been going 11 years. It has been every Thursday night. Basically, I've had a men's league game, and now – Nothing. Now that they've decided that the refs aren't tough enough to take a little heckling. I love the refs. The refs are good people. I, I don't want to victim blame here. 
but but it was a wild decision of the league to to cancel a session because people like it wasn't like there were fights all the time either it's it's not one of those leagues that gets totally out of control just somewhat out of control yeah just i mean everything gets out of control a little bit this is competition this is this is peak physical athletes and it's not you were playing it for 11 years how much worse are you now than you when you were when you started your first season in this men's league? Me personally or my team? I was just talking about you, but you can talk about your team as well. My team is very good because we've done a good job of recruiting to replenish. Um, but I'm awful now. I used to be very good. And now I stink. How's that and feel? That probably sucks. Tough. Because I've always been bad, so I don't have to deal with the disappointment of like knowing I was once good at this game. I've just always been kind of mediocre. But for you, now that you're 36, you're old, you're in terrible shape, as I've I've mentioned before. How does it feel to just like not have it anymore? I mean, it hurts. It hurts. And no burst, no second effort. I bet your second jump's terrible. Second jump. <laughs> I can't, I can't even, even get a first jump. Do you contest? Second jump. Do you contest? Or like, what's your defense like? I uh, I know where I'm supposed to be. Are you vocal? And I'm typically there. I, I wouldn't charge? Call, call myself super vocal. I've I have taken charges, but not I'm not. I'm not going to take too many charges in a fucking men's league. And what's your offensive game like? Are you looking for the ball, or are you just setting screens and making the right pass? No, I used to be ball dominant. And, oh, I'm shocked. Shocked to hear this. And now, now I'll I'll shoot if I'm open, but otherwise I'm I'm looking to move it quickly, set a screen. So point five basketball. Fi- find find our best players. That's I'm a role guy. I'm a role guy. I went from I don't know, I was like Al Harrington or some shit. Like like just a a scorer. To now I'm like a, a Jared Dudley or something. You wish. You wish you were as good a role player as Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley was the best role just, player. I'm just saying archetype. I, I I mean no disrespect to Jared Dudley, who was much better in the NBA than I am in my men's league at this stage. I feel like I always try to come up with a uh, an NBA comp for my own game, and it just would be so disrespectful to any NBA player for me to even suggest that we're uh, at all compared. I play in a men's league. Took some seasons off, but I'm back in it this year where there's a there's a draft before every year. And it's based like they keep your statistics for all the other leagues you played in. And I know based on the numbers I put up, I'm going last round. Uh I I'm not a I'm not a box score guy. I'm a I'm a pure uh integrity impacts winning type of player on the court where I'll give you a good first half. Um and I'll fill in if you we only have five guys. I'll play I'll play the entire second half and be gassed, but I'm not really offering much. I believe that. I I fully believe that. Why why would you play a draft league though? Why wouldn't you just play with your friends? I draft leagues I are dumb to me. I don't have five friends who ball. That's an indictment on me, I know, but I I could not come up with a crew right now to play in a uh men's league. I just don't know enough people who hoop in the Boston area. In your own home land? Yeah, man. You don't... <laughs> I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I'm not personally friends with enough hoopers. 
I'm judging you pretty hard right now. That's that's kind of sad. So you you would not play at all unless you were in a, a draft league. Uh, other than playing pickup at BU or pickup in like, but I would say you you literally could not find a men's league to play in. No, not unless someone invited me to their squadron. But after after what I just described, my game is being. I don't think I'm getting going to get an invite from anyone. You should go on Twitter and be like, "Yo, how about a podcast host comes joins your team and he can tweet about it from the so bench. are is everyone in this league like a loner?" Like a no, no, the league friend. is like they have like people who do. They've just been in the league forever. I think they just enjoy like drafting new teams. They're in multiple leagues. It's all like one kind of gym, and so like they're in different leagues. But they also do this draft one. But I just have, feel like I just feel like men's league is is built to like play with your friends, see your friends. It's a social thing as much as a Jay. I'm trying to tell you, I don't have any friends. I'm just trying to play basketball. I'm just baffled by a, a a draft league. I'm sure I could become friends with these people, but that would involve me talking. And as you might know, despite you're the affable person I am on the podcast, I don't really talk to people out in public. That's not really my jam. Uh, so um, it's probably maybe it's on me to you know be more friendly and actually make friends when I go play in these draft leagues. Hand up, that's on me. I'm not just like walking in saying what's up motherfuckers to like every new social situation that's not really a jam-packard move that's someone else on the podcast so you consider me friendly yeah i would say you're a generally a gregarious guy see i don't see myself that way well, that's i didn't say you were nice i said you were friendly <laughs> see i'm the opposite i'm not very friendly but i would say i'm a nice guy yeah I mean, you're in a draft league. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com.
Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Celtic schedule. Any reaction? My, my biggest reaction was that I saw one tweet that they have the most rest advantage games out of anyone in the league with like 16 where the rest of the league has 11. So they have no excuses this year. Hit those overs because they're going to have all the rest advantage compared to everyone else. Yeah, they'll have they'll have rest. You got um, nothing nothing on the schedule for me. Marcus Smart makes his return in February. That should be a good time. How long of a standing ovation do you think Marcus Smart gets? Because anything less than twenty minutes, I think, is unacceptable. It will twenty minutes is a long standing ovation. What was uh Havlicek's? I don't know. Larry Birds. I was not in the building for these. Obviously, they only played for one team, but like when when they had their retirement ceremony. I mean, all I remember is the Isaiah Thomas what? saga of the video that just didn't get played because he was hurt. Like that was a story for what five months, six months. <laughs> I was like, when were we gonna play this tribute video to IT? Because Paul Pierce didn't want him to get a video tribute on his retirement night. Remember, that was why oh, yeah. it became a thing. That was a feud for a little while. Between P- Paul Pierce and Isaiah Thomas, they had beef because of it. It was, I don't think, I don't know if they had beef <laughs> personally, but it was just a weird thing where Paul Pierce was very open about not wanting an Isaiah Thomas video tribute. How, how dare you honor another man on the night you're supposed to honor me? Yeah, I, I kind of get it though. Yeah, no, I mean, he's Paul Pierce. He can do what he wants. That's why they didn't play it. Um, IT also playing with Peyton Pritchard in that pro am league. That was cool. That was cool. Um, any other observations about the schedule? How do you feel about doing Christmas in Los Angeles? Why do they do that to beat writers? Why? Why do oh, they do that to oh, the Celtics the themselves? Oh, the to the Celtics writers. themselves. Do you think the Celtics players, the coaches, the support staff, you think they want to be out in LA on Christmas? No. I mean, do you think like the Milwaukee Bucks wanted to be in Boston on Christmas last year? It's kind of like what you sign up for when you're a premier team in the league. You're going to be on Christmas. But normally for the Celtics, I mean, last year in Milwaukee, but a lot of the time it's been like the Knicks. It's been somebody local. Like I've I've covered games and then gotten back in time to see family after games. Like it, they've had the the noon game at Madison Square Garden. And so then it's easy, but LA, nope. Um, what else? But aren't holidays just arbitrary? They kind of have. They kind of have a lot of a lot of like juicy games this year. Go play the same schedule. They play every year. The the Marcus Smart games will be juicy. The Ime Odoka games will be juicy. The Grant Williams Kyrie game has juice. That'll be interesting. The, the Lakers, like especially with LeBron, who knows how many years he'll play, who knows how many games he'll have left against the Celtics, which are a historic rivalry for him. I guess he has more than one rivalry. But those games are juicy. Oh, and so you're saying Celtics it might be Lakers exciting to watch the Celtics Lakers play on Christmas Day? Why don't you why don't you view it as a treat that you get to go to Los Angeles? Well, I probably won't games. go. I'll I'll I don't know if I'll go. 
I could go. Me, Jared. You're just looking to pull rank right here. You just said I'm not going to go, and then you realize you couldn't say that on the podcast because it's not decided yet. But you, you no. know, you're not going to go. Well, he's Jewish. Big point. Big <laughs> factual point here. Um, so Christmas Day doesn't doesn't mean much. I don't know. Well, what for the, the Jews, the, the they like the, to spend Christmas going to the theater and eating Chinese food. So I don't know if it's that fair. That was pretty Jared. stereotypical. Oh well, yes, it's an obvious that, stereotype. But what if Jared wants to do that on Christmas? Perhaps he does. Well, you guys will have to figure this out with your editor. I don't. I'm not getting mixed up in this uh, tomfoolery. Should we do this a is another very, great podcast? Very quick, West, like we did last week, Western Conference top eight. We have five minutes left. Let's do it. Nuggets, boom, number one. I think they're going to uh, be good. I think the Nuggets are going to be good. Uh, definitely not the Kings. They're due for some regression. They were too healthy last year. Everything went right. They're going to fall off. Um, is this regular season or overall? I don't remember what we did last week. I think it was overall. I think it's like four contending for a championship. You know what? I don't really trust any of these other teams you, besides you got, the Nuggets. You got two picks now, Bob. You got to make two of them. I'm going with Phoenix. And am I going to do this? The Lakers. Yeah, that's where I was kind of leaning. Um, the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to be good. If they remain healthy, they should be like pretty decent. Um, They've got Austin Reeves, national team baller. Yeah, I don't. People hype yeah, it too much. Yeah, I'm, ve- I'm very unsure about every Western Conference team except Denver. I think Memphis will be very good too. Um, but Phoenix and the Lakers just have a, a higher ceiling to me because they just have better top tier players. <laughs> they have stars. I'm going with the Grizzlies. As you mentioned, they should be good. I think Marcus helps them out until Jaw comes back, and then they still have a, a pretty good roster. Then the Warriors, because of this Steph Curry fellow you may have heard of. Quick, quick, quick sidebar. Who's a better player, Steph Curry or Magic Johnson? I don't want an explanation. I just want your answer. Steph. Correct. All right, you have two picks. Um. People are gonna be mad at me for saying that. That's why I didn't out, like let them get an explanation. Just I just want them to chirp at you. So you want Warriors and Grizzlies? Ugh. You know what? I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. Zion's jacked. I was gonna go Pelicans. <laughs> Zion Zion is in shape, which means. If he's in shape, if he's on the court, the Pelicans are very good. So I'm going I'm going Pelicans here, and it could go terribly wrong, but I'm going Pelicans here. And then I'm going. You know, I'm I'm done with the Clippers. I don't want any part of the Clippers. I was gonna say Clippers still on the board, Kings still on the board. Clippers, Kings. I'll tell you what, it could be there are gonna be some some 
high-profile teams that don't make the playoffs in the Western Conference. The Mavericks are still on the board as well. I'm actually going to go Mavericks here. You just I don't trust Grant Williams. I don't trust that everything will be kumbaya, but they added enough decent players that Luca should be able to carry them to a lot of wins. And if Kyrie is committed for a little while, then they could be pretty good. And I just trust Luca to to drag them to a, a good season. Clippers are still on the board for the eighth pick. Kings are still on the board for the eighth pick. Timberwolves with Anthony Edwards still on the board for the eighth pick. Not choosing any of them. Oklahoma City Thunder. Chet, rookie of the year. With Shea, I think they're just going to have, they have multiple Jalen William I. Uh, I think they're going to do, they're going to win over 41 games. They're going to be a, a above 500 team this year, and that's good enough for eighth in the West. Um, and that's my what a weird prediction. conference. If you told me any of these teams that we like, we didn't put the Kings in the top eight, we didn't put the Clippers in the top eight, Timberwolves, like all we teams didn't put with the talent. Timberwolves in the top eight. If if any of those teams finished fourth or fifth, I wouldn't be surprised. Kind of a weird conference where you don't trust anyone, but anyone could go on a run. Except the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the only team that you're like pretty sure that's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Like Nuggets Nuggets will work out. They stay healthy. That's going to be awesome. Everybody else, not really sure. I think the Grizzlies will be very good regardless. But but I don't know playoff-wise how it'll work. Who knows? That's why we're doing it. That's why we're podcasting on August 23rd. Thank you, everyone out there, for joining us. It's been a fantastic time. Uh, apparently, I need more friends. Uh, just podcast made me feel bad about myself. But it's Jay's birthday, so that's why we're celebrating. Thank you guys for joining us here on this episode of I Got Oh. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.